0: Iron Jungle podcast is raw, it's real, it has zero gimmicks, zero bullshit, and absolutely zero fucks to
1: give. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. This is real, no bullshit, no holds barred, wide fucking open podcast.
0: We've been at this far too long to be fucking around. This is the jungle. Where anything goes, no holds barred. We're going to be talking
1: about the real shit, how to succeed in a world where you have goals but there's so much misinformation and bullshit trying to sell you something this is the informative podcast and there's no holds behind the jungle the question is are you
0: ready welcome to the jungle welcome to the jungle baby. welcome to the iron jungle let's go What's us go everybody welcome back inside the iron jungle podcast featuring the vanilla gorilla himself drew peters Myself, Ryan Buckeye. Great episode we have for you here today. Uh, Talking a topic that obviously, Drew, you know more about this topic because you live in this world. I don't, but I've seen many of these people, quote-unquote people, fakes, whatever you want to call them, via the interwebs known as social media, but also I've known many in person who are very good, like yourself and others. But one thing I've always said, Drew, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I would never take any kind of professional advice from somebody who can't seem to follow their own fucking professional advice. For, for example, a, a, a doctor who is overweight that tells me I need to lose weight, number one. Or a doctor who smokes and tells me I need to stop smoking. I don't smoke, but I'm just saying. Or uh, how about this one? A nutrition coach who consistently goes on social media says, well, I had another cheat meal today because I, I got weak, but hey, DM me for meal plan ideas if you want to. Because I see that all the time. These nutrition coaches are selling them their services to people when they themselves can't follow the fucking plan. So if that hasn't set the groundwork for today's episode, it should. But we're talking basically nutrition coaches. We're talking what Drew Pierce has a fucking passion for, what he loves to do. And Drew, I'm sure you have a million things that you love about what you do. And there's probably a million things that you hate about what other people do in this profession in which you absolutely fucking love.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to set out with that you just totally undersold the stupid fucking bullshit that I see on a daily basis when it comes to this, whether it be a, a stupid fuck, as we talked about before, does one show, didn't even coach themselves, like dog shit, and now apparently they're a prep coach. Or somebody who took a weekend course with no real background on something and all of a sudden, hey, message me for meal plans, message me for clients. So the point of today's episode is actually an informational one. I get asked about this quite a bit. And more me when you said, oh, because so many people been asking. When nobody's fucking asked you, kind of like Chef Bob when his stupid fucking brownie recipes just post them because it's, oh, people are asking. Nobody's fucking asked. Is how to sift through the bullshit of coaching. I do nutrition coaching. This isn't a why you should pick me to be a nutrition coach. This is my perspective of the industry. This is like things I see on a daily basis. And I'll flat out tell somebody if they're not a good fit for me, I'll suggest a coach for them. Sure. It's more about the money. It's about having actual you know results and the keeping your name. Because if you just take anybody and everybody, then they may not be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, I think one thing to dive into is, like, what are some good things to look for? Like, what is the whole point of a coach? So if I pose you that question, Ryan, if you were to look for a coach or someone said, hey, do I need a coach? What are the things that you personally think a coach should do? I mean,
0: in terms of nutritional coaching, we're talking here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, For me, obviously, I want the person to be able to look the part as well. I want them to be able to not only talk the talk but walk the walk. That, for me, is one of the most important things in the world. Like, if you can't – if you're not disciplined enough to do – what it is that you do for a living for other people, then I'm not trusting you to give advice to me. Like, I just won't do it at all. Uh, Number two is, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you need a plethora of experience. Like, I would be somebody that would seek out somebody, especially in this space, that has... Uh, multitude of experience versus somebody who's potentially brand new now i understand that's not fair because people coming out of college or people maybe just getting their nutritional certificates or degrees or whatever are probably very good but i i tend to like somebody with experience or somebody that i know within the space that can vouch for somebody saying like this person is a fucking phenomenal coach because i'm serious about this shit i'm serious about this industry i'm serious about what i do so i would seek out the best of the best personally for myself
1: Okay, I love how you answered that. And then to many people, that sounds great. And that's all to you where a lot of times people get stuck at face value. What are you looking for for coach? You know, what's their certs? Like what kind of clients do they they post about? What do they present? What kind of package do they bring? Let's well, take like a layer under the onion. I've been this a long time. And one thing that you should know is starting out, If like when you talk to any coach, what it is you should get a feel for these kind of things. And one of them is they should want to learn about the individual and her history, not say, Hell, okay, Corey, great. Let's die. diet." Hey, cool. Let's go. Hey, here's the plan. If you don't, once again, I, whenever anybody wants to work with me, I haven't fill out a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. What do they want to achieve? What have they done in the past? What kind of supplements do they use? Do they use any gear? What is that? What are they doing right now for diet? How much cardio are you currently doing? What's your training split? Kind of get a broad picture of exactly what, is going on right you know one that kind of gives you a starting point like okay wow they're they're definitely under eating or b they're over training or see they're been on tons of gear forever and okay, then just not seeing the effect. So something can be off. So basically the, the first thing a coach should do for giving you a plan is learn what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know, if they've had blood work, even better, you know, it's also gives you a chance to see what they've done, what has worked, what hasn't worked, what they're responded to, what they're already doing. And the thing is to what this does, it teaches you to their needs rather than using a cookie cutter approach for every right. client. There's a broad difference for a good coach to recognize this, that you may have methods and you may apply them to everybody because that's your coaching style, but at the end of the day, some people just simply don't respond the same. Mm-hmm. Some people respond at a very high level to high carbs, low fats, moderate protein. Some people respond better to more fats, less carbs, or super carb sensitive. There's different things. And your part two is you have to consider, hey, I'll admit I'm the first person with this. I generally kind of rotate the same kinds of foods. You know, There's a long list of interchangeable yeah. things. But if every fucking meal is fished on an ass kick, fish on an ass kick, or whatever, or they, you think you hear something, um, here's your sound bite. If a coach ever feeds you anything information wise and it sounds like bullshit, it probably is. Because, you know, there's a big difference between some shocking things versus like, okay, yeah, that just sounds, what the fuck? You saying the fish thins my skin? <laughs> or. You know like whatever x is and we're going to dive into that um on this probably the, the the kingpin the episode the red flags but those are things to look for the idea of a, a coach should be is to teach you about your body right. to learn about your body then teach you what they find out so you can go that the mentality shouldn't be basically a captive mentality they shouldn't have you rely on the coach because i'll tell you one thing i'll talk about this after competing People compete, they prep, and then, like, okay, I'm done with my coach after the show. They have no idea how to fucking eat. They didn't learn anything about nutrition. They didn't learn anything about their body. You know, they should be able to spray, explain the why in a diet. And last but not least, when I'm kind of moving on here, is that a coach should be available within reason. I mean, a big part too, if I tell anybody, you're not paying just for a meal plan, you're paying for services. If you have a question about why something is, they should be able to explain it. You know, you have common sense. Don't blow up if, like, they don't ask you, you know, can I chew gum or not, and then, I don't know, like, five minutes later you haven't got a reply. You know, be reasonable. People have lives too. But at the same time, if they avoid the questions you're asking or don't answer why or just say, oh, just because, that's, that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah. You make a good point, Drew, in terms of the questionnaire in general. I mean, like, if you're going to uh, approach a nutrition coach and you, you pay for their services, they better be fucking sending you a questionnaire or at least having a one-on-one interview with you because I was having this conversation the other day as, we, as I get ready to go on my own prep for stuff. It's like, why would I write in your plan a type of food that you just fucking hate? You're not going to stick to that plan if you don't like that food. Or to your point, like, if you don't respond well to a high-carb diet, why would I write that for you? It wouldn't make any sense for you. But there are coaches out there Coaches out there that will take your money and then just give you a plan without asking you the detailed questions. And Drew's even talking about like going as far as like what's your training split too. There's some nutrition coaches that won't even ask you about your activity levels, which is absolutely asinine to me that they don't that they don't do that. But like, I think in your your standpoint being a nutrition coach, knowing as much detail or knowing too much. Is better than not knowing enough. Like in terms of blood work or, um, you know, in terms of like lean body mass, if you've got like a DEXA scan or whatever, like all that shit is useful for Drew to take and, uh, and apply it to the methodology and the plan he's putting together for, for you as the client. And, and a good coach should be doing the same things. They should be asking the questions which pertain to exactly what the fuck it is that they're doing for you. Because if you ever hire a coach, whether for nutrition, bodybuilding, whatever, and they don't ask you questions, you should fire
1: them right away because they don't fucking care about you. Agreed 100%. You hit all the points and filled in all the little blanks, but that's kind of the overview. With that being said, I'm glad that I have a shorter section of what coaches shouldn't do because that segues into the great part, which is red flags. Mm -hmm. And once again, people, if they don't know, they don't know, and that's okay. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, you may find out the hard way. That should never be the goal of anybody. You know, know what you're kind of going, getting into as you're going into it, but then again, there's sometimes you just can't know. Some big things that coach shouldn't do, there's just some high-level things if you hear a coach come in and like say, hey, you know, either A, if it's something you've worked with in the past, or B, some you're working with currently, or whatever, whether you come to them, vice versa, you shouldn't have a coach bashing other coaches, yeah. because I mean, there are exceptions. I mean, there's some things that I wouldn't say positive about certain people, like, well, it all depends on the context. You know, if I see somebody, like, you know, how they come out, or I've seen some of, like, the for competing their drug protocols or I've seen or heard or know people personally didn't have a good experience I'll say well I don't know about that you know once again I don't know them personally I have not used them but these are things that I have heard you know so so take it with a grain of salt you know every coach is different some there's just blatantly stupid so I'm just going to open this with a horror story I won't be super specific well I don't think he's listening anyway I don't really give a shit <laughs> but uh, this girl back when I was in Destination Dallas um, one of my clients comes in, dude trains me all the time. He's like, hey, can I ask you a quick question? I'm like, dude, of course. Like, duh. He's like, so oh, yeah. Um, well, this, this girl, she, she just started prepping. It's her first week of prep. She's never competed before. You know, she's got a lifting background. I'm like, who's this? And then I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, um, basically, her, her coach on the first week has put her on keto. Um, he wants her to sweat as much as possible. So he make sure to wear a sweatshirt uh, when she does all of her cardio, but she only does hit. And he also put her on half a CC of DECA a week. And. I'm like, wait, 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 this, this is too much. What? So it put, well, naturally, all this kind of common tension, I'm like, okay, sweet Jesus, who, who, then who's this again? And then she told me who the guy was. The guy, I know for a fact had never had a client in his life, ever. Nice enough guy at the same gym, okay? Then I put two and two together. I'm like, okay, well, tell her if she has any questions or anything. I was like, I'm not going to post clients. I'm not going to, that's not my place. But she has questions and needs help. Just, just tell her to hit me up. Within a week later, she collapses in the squat rack because basically the muscles in her neck had basically constricted to the point where she couldn't breathe because she was having a bunch of things out of check. So the sodium the electrolyte balance is huge out, hugely out of, out of place, uh, going into a strict keto diet. Um, I don't think the supplements or quote-unquote DECA had done anything effective as of yet, but all these things were so much at once that are unnecessary, especially and they're not applied correctly, and let's be real. When you coach somebody, you're taking their fucking health into your hands. So I, I'm starting with that horror story to kind of go with things that you shouldn't do. So but bashing coaches is one thing. Another thing, too, is don't be that dickhead. It's like, hey, you know, uh, uh, this is the worst thing ever. I fucking hate it. I'm going to call people out and a fuck. After a show, you know, a competitor, they'd come off stage and they'd say they didn't win or they thought they should have won or, like, they were close or, oh, they didn't look how they like to look, like, for whatever reason. No coach is going to be perfect. But if a coach says, hey, you know, man, you look great. You know, uh, well, yeah, my uh, my guys are pretty well today. And it kind of segues into, hey, you know, I, I can make you look better than your coach did. It's just you kind of come in at that weak time, makes you question things when they probably damn well couldn't have done anything better because you know who could knows? It could have been the fault of the coach, it could have been something your body did as a curveball. But at the end of the day, if you're if one of those dickheads just goes out of their way and starts to poach people, you're a prick. You know, just don't go around poaching clients. Trust me, if, if the coach, if the client's not happy, They'll probably seek you out if you're a good coach, mm-hmm. okay?
0: Let me, let, me, let me go back to one th- thing you said here in terms of bashing other coaches. Is it your responsibility as a coach who's, who's, let's say, tenured or you've done enough to a point where you have a, a good name in, in the business, but you see the trash out there? I mean, is it your responsibility to stand up for especially the unknown, the people who are maybe going down this path for the first time in their life trying to get a nutrition coach and and these... Trashy ass coaches are getting enough clients. Like, do you have responsibility to to the generalized population who actually want to become better in health and fitness to stand up and not necessarily bash, but like help educate? I mean, which then could lead into potentially bashing. But like, you damn well know there's plenty of coaches out there who are not adequate in terms of their experience or skill set to be providing uh, the the, the meal plans or nutrition plans, just like the guy you just talked about who, who. had that girl go on deck and hit and all that shit. Like you know, these coaches exist. So like, what's your responsibility as an established coach to try to prevent that?
1: In honesty, there's not a lot you can do. I mean, if I'm not gonna go out of my way to say, hey, what 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 do they have you doing? You know, like sometimes if I know something's up or I know like somebody said they either a aren't looking any different over the course of weeks they're at my gym or b they like something just seems off or if they kind of like oh man he just kind of I don't know have a sense for it. I can go out of my way like hey is your coach fucking up. You know, you let them talk to you, see what's going on. It's like, well, okay, that's interesting, okay. Or, well, you mean your your coach doesn't change your diet in five weeks? Okay. So another example, same thing. Got my gym, saw him, and then I moved gyms. Then he ended up at the other one over the course of seven weeks later. See him, hey, where didn't you have a show soon? He's like, well, I ended up not competing. I'm like, oh. But when I met him that first time, I asked him, oh, how's your diet? Told me his coach was. I'm like, well, okay. He told me he hadn't changed his supplement protocol in, since the start of prep, he was 12 weeks in, he hadn't had a diet adjustment in seven weeks, he hadn't had a cardio change in five weeks, and then come to find out, he um, this little guy, lo and behold, ends up switching over and becoming my client, and I, hey, okay, boom, let's start fresh, let's start Saturday, pick a show down the road, let's get you fixed. So I'm checking pics, and I'm like, you're competing classic physique, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I need to see your legs. Was your coach not looking at your legs and checking pictures? apparently his coach wasn't having him take full body pictures of his legs he's in classic physique i'm like you don't think that fucking matters mm-hmm. but i'm like how how does this happen and the guy's like, oh that's a good point you know he just didn't know you know so you can't always avoid it sometimes you just kind of have to find it you fight the good fight and if you see something fucking retarded or stupid ass on say would be facebook instagram did it like call out bullshit like dude that what the hell like what but yeah. same time i'm the same time ta- i don't have enough time in the day to respond to all the stupid shit I see. Right. Sometimes I'll respond. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll be okay, whatever. But then, same time I'm at this point. A lot of times, people, if they see something like that, especially in our group, will kind of tag me and reach out, like, um, could you or Ryan explain this or kind of like you know organize what's going on here?
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good point because I mean for me. <laughs> It's like I, I feel like I have a responsibility to some people to, like, educate them, at least on the sports nutrition side of things. But, like, when it comes to coaches, I don't deal with enough of them, um, you know, to to know who's good, who's bad. But you obviously – I mean, the story that we had on a, on a previous podcast was, like, a transformation, right? Like, they lost – whatever the fuck it was. It was a it was a astronomical amount of weight that they lost, apparently, naturally, not taking any sort of gear that we called out here on the podcast. Those are things that you have to call out, which – so we can talk about we're going to talk about red flags here in a little bit, and a lot of this stuff that we're going to talk about in terms of red flags happen via social media. Um, but like before we get there, too, you know, there's obviously we were talking about like what coaches shouldn't do. You said poach poach clients. I get that you shouldn't poach clients like in almost any profession, really. You just don't do it. I mean, the only the only I guess fucking industry you can do that is like in C suites when you have like these big executive firms going and poaching people from other things. But like a lot, I would think as a coach, one of the biggest uh, the biggest assets you would have is to have a fucking open mind, being open minded to different ideas. So, have you come across closed minded coaches before?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there are certain coaches out there say, "Oh, it's my way or the highway." And let me let me uh, disclaim that a little bit. Certain times, there's a fucking rhyme and reason for that. Like, I'm an open person. Like, hey, can I try this? I'm like, sure, you're fine. Like, if, you're, if somebody's doing like general fat loss or weight loss. Within reason, you explain and say, "Okay, hey, this is my preferred way of doing it. This is why I don't see an issue with this. We can try it, but if it doesn't work, just know we're going to switch it." At the same time it's like you have to only eat asparagus. You have to only have chicken. You have to eat this. I like say example. When I write meal plans. I'll kind of rotate food. Say, "Hey, these are the combinations I want." I'm more concerned with. Getting that protein and fats or carbohydrates and proteins within that meal, keeping those macros on point. And sometimes there's a rhyme and reason, like, okay, I have this meal, like, say, pre bed, wild caught salmon along with spinach and, say, like, hair grass with butter. I like that fat combination, keeping the leafy greens. There's a rhyme and reason for that versus, hey, can I swap out uh, for uh, top shoreline steak? And, like, well, you can, but, like, I kind of want those omega threes in there, you yeah. know? So there is some flexibility, but then sometimes it's a specific purpose. And sometimes too like hey man do you mind if i if i have two bananas instead of the cup of oatmeal i'm like yeah I, I want them lower glycemic i want in that in that point once again it's a whole new episode in terms of glycemic but at that time those carbs are in that source for a very specific reason so it's it's, it's a balance man best, that's the main thing it is a balance and this beautifully sets up um the the, the highlight episode the red flags. Mm-hmm. And I'll preface this. The best fucking part of this part is that this is all shit that you've probably seen at some point or another within the last year. It's going to be fucking real. It's going to hurt a few people's feelings, scream some messages. I don't give a fuck. We're calling them out.
0: Drew, let me ask you a qu- Let me tell you something right now. I have two fucking spots open right now. I have
1: two spots open my client list, Drew, and I,
0: I you need to get them today because they're going to be gone. They are going to be gone within 35 seconds of me posting this Instagram story. Two spots open. First come, first serve. Come and get it, Drew. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's number one on the things that bugs the shit on me. I have a certain algorithm of Instagram. You always see that same motherfucker, whether it be a coach or a trainer, whatever. Only two spots remaining. Only one spot remaining. And it happens every week. I'm like, are you really losing two clients every single week? If that's true, then, okay, you you suck at client retention. Or B, apparently you have hundreds of clients where, oh, you lose a couple naturally because you know, organic growth and decay. That's probably not the case. Probably you'd be lucky to have two fucking clients because right. you probably don't have any. And then the ones always posting about that never, you know, so progress pictures and never have them actually training things. It just seems a little bit suspect. Next thing you know, oh, only two spots remaining, 25% off, and discounting the shit. Like okay, you're just once again scrambling to get clients. You're yeah. you're playing claiming a perceived value on these clients that doesn't fucking exist. Saying oh, there's only two spots. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have more than two spots. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, too, that's a huge red flag because, okay, what's the motivation if you always see him doing it? There are some high-level coaches where they just can't take any more clients. Like, oh, I have a spot opening up then. But again, it's like a, like a country, like super famous huh? national-level prep coach. Yeah. That's a huge difference. You know, let's be realistic here. So the discounting services thing and the XMAS bots available are two things that drive me fucking crazy.
0: The discounting service thing, I want to spend just a tad time on that because I think it's great. Like I've spoken to you about this. I've spoken to other coaches about this. It's like, listen, I don't discount my services because I know I'm good at what I do and I've seen results in my clients. And if you are unable to pay me the money that I'm asking to pay, which is a reasonable fee for my services, then you're not serious enough about fucking making a change in your life. Do you agree with that? Agreed 100%. I mean, so like, like you see it all the time, right? Like, fifty uh, percent off, or people they they do the slash thing, right? Like, it's normally two twenty nine, but today it's it's fucking forty nine dollars. Are you fucking insane? Why would you discount your services by six hundred percent or whatever the fuck that math is? Like it doesn't. It, people see it all the time, and people fall for it all the time because we are a sale-driven society here in the states. I mean, we walk into a store; the first fucking place we always go is the clearance rack or the sales racks, which is fine. But like, it, it, on, when it comes to your health and nutrition and fitness, that should be almost the last place you go—is the sales rack and the clearance rack because you get what you pay for. And and I, I, you know, to use a, a phrase that I see people use every now and then, like. Uh, cheap shit ain't good, and good shit ain't cheap. So exactly. in terms of coaching and um, whether it be dietary supplements, it's all the same thing. Like you really do get what you pay for.
1: A hundred percent, man. And that segues to the next thing. It just drives me crazy. Okay, understand the body is a dynamic thing. Brief side on the on the physiology and anatomy here, there's different things. you know, it turns your body doesn't adapt to thermogenesis. It'll change over course of time, whether it be from calorie restriction, uh, changes in lean body mass, activity level, so on and so forth. Here's a huge red flag. If you go and there's any talk whatsoever about saying, "Okay, I'm going to send you your your diet plan," and it's like more than two weeks at the very, 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 very most, mm-hmm. emphasis on that then that's a huge fucking red flag. Because the thing is, too, your body adapts. If anybody says, "Oh, follow my eight week meal plan," and they write you a plan for eight weeks. How in the fuck is that supposed to be accurate? You never know what's going to happen from week one to week two, let alone at the end of eight weeks. Right. So you're selling it, you're lazy upfront, probably cookie-cuttering it, oh, it's built to so the customer's need, whatever it's Well you don't know that person's body, you don't know what that person's body is going to do. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, there's been times on week one, you put somebody's calories like higher than when they currently were, and they fucking drop three pounds, like yeah. holy balls, because they weren't getting A, enough protein, or B, they were just having crappy carb sources, or nutrient timing. You never know. I've had clients where I keep increasing calories up for the night for initially three weeks, even on a weight loss plan. They keep dropping weight before they level out and then don't drop. Then we cut down from there. But if you're saying, okay, I'm starting to say 2,600 calories, week two is 2,500 calories, week three is 2,400 calories, it's already preset. How do you know if that is what's truly going to happen? There's a big difference between paper and real fucking world application. So if they do any type of preset diet plan, huge fucking red flag.
0: And that's probably the ones who are giving you the discounted services, too, because they're, yep. they're pre-made plans. They change a couple numbers around maybe a couple different things of food, and or it's an automated system. Because a lot of these big-time people on Instagram who have 100-plus thousand followers pay for a service from a, an independent company that created this software program in which when you type in your, your sex, your height, your weight, all this stuff, it spits out a number, and then it just kind of spits out a plan. They pay for that. They're able to resell that and make money. So that's one thing to really watch out for on Instagram. But Drew's absolutely right. Like Weekly check-ins is what should be it. I mean you and, and people who are stepping on the scale every single day, knock it off. Like once a week, do your check in, send your progress pictures in, and your coach is going to make most likely make some sort of adjustment. And maybe maybe they'll keep you the same if things have been working. But like if you're gonna drop three pounds one week, well now your 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 weight's different. Your calories may change the week after. So the weekly check in. Drew mentioned, you know, at most two weeks, I would even say at most two weeks sometimes is a red flag for me. Like it should be fucking weekly. And that's the reality of the situation. If they don't have enough time to do a weekly check-in with you, then then they don't really care that much about what's going on. I mean, like two weeks is not awful, but like, look for that weekly check in. Really look for that person who's going to spend the time with you every week. Um, you know, I I know Drew sits down with your clients like on a week. You probably go through on weekends because you obviously work a nine to five. Yep. You work a real job, so your weekends are spent going through your client list, looking at progress photos, looking at their what they did for that week, and making adjustments. And it's not it's not easy. It's time consuming. You're probably spending anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes per client making adjustments. And if you have a client list of, say, 20, 30, 40 people, that's an entire fucking weekend.
1: Yep, that is my entire Saturday. Basically, I get asleep in a touch, but then next thing I know, I start having meal plans roll in, and that's my day. You know, take a break in between, go train, do a grocery run, whatever, but then, for example, last night, I did my last plan at, like, about 11, 1130. You know, chill, watch TV while you're doing it, chill, or take your mind, take a break in between, you know, don't rush them. Mm-hmm. But that means the next point, too, is, like, sometimes, like, if you have somebody that, hey, okay, boom, I lowered your calories, and you dropped one pound, or one and a half, like, okay everything's working i don't need a huge change this week i may swap out foods but everything in macro wise stays the same why are you why are you adding more stimulus to an upset in the apple cart when you're losing at that rate if you stay the same or say you go up a little bit okay we may need to trim some calories or b we might need to increase some cardio you know within reason so that's one thing just keep in mind and two you don't always have to change something to make it look like you're doing something the key is to explain to your client what you see it doesn't have to be a huge long thing and kind of, you know, see what's going on. And for me, I don't do huge, long check-ins. I usually ask, hey, test base, the museum on Wednesday or Thursday. Hey, how's the week been? How's your, you been on point? How's cardio? How's digestion been? Da-da-da. All da, da. you, know, give feedback. Okay, cool. If there's anything, you know, request-wise or thing, oh man, I'm sick of fucking chicken breast Can I do 99% lean ground turkey. I'm like, Absolutely. You mark that in your check-in because you work with your client. You have some flexibility like, hey, I can't just do any more, you know, top round steak. Could I just do chicken with it? Whatever it may be. Or, hey, can I do jasmine rice as sweet potato? Certain things, of course, are things, hey, can I have cheesecake instead of a protein shake? No. Use common fucking sense. But I have yet to have a dumb, like, question like that. And i take that back. No question's dumb, but... People generally when when no, there's dumb questions, plan. Drew.
0: There's dumb yeah. questions. I'll say it. There's dumb fucking questions. There really is. Um, but you're on a good point here in terms of like swapping out foods. And and one of the red flags that we kind of talked about too is like the guy or girl is using literally like the three the same three four foods for every fucking meal plan. Not just yours, but for all other twenty thirty clients if they have that, <clears throat> because that's a safe bet. So chicken rice broccoli, chicken rice broccoli. If that's what they're using all the time, it's just like and, and maybe maybe you get like. A, a, a piece of salmon here and there. Like, I mean, it's just, they should be well-versed in, in different foods out there that can help you reach your macro goals, that it should not be the same fucking meal every single day, because that's what, that's what I do, because I'm not a nutrition coach, so I eat chicken, rice, and broccoli every fucking day, because I don't, I don't spend enough time in that world. I didn't study that world enough to know the differentiations. That's why I go to somebody like Drew and be like, Drew, man, I'm fucking sick of chicken, rice, and broccoli. What can I do? And then we'll sit through it, go through stuff that makes sense, and then find foods that actually work or could potentially work for me in my situation.
1: And that's exactly it. I mean, there is stuff where, you know, it's in there for a reason. I tend to have, like, okay, a list of, like, you know, X amount of, say, protein sources because, like, they fit, hit all the points. Like, think of it this way. If you have your, like, more fat loss type thing, you don't have as many fats, like, later in the game, okay, you're probably looking at chicken breast, like, 9% lean ground turkey, right. uh, top brown steak, ahi tuna, shrimp, um... I fucking hate tilapia, so I don't make people eat that. I mean, some people <laughs> request it, I'm like, hey, if you like tilapia, by all means, I'll be happy to put that in there. And of course, part two, I'll, if somebody has like, in my mind, oh yeah, I have a budget restriction, I can't buy a bunch of like, shit, they stick with chicken, but they ask for it. You know, work with what's so palatable for your client, because a big part two, you ha- I, I'm pretty... Ridged with hey, here's what I'd like you to do, but then again has to have some flexibility. Like if a person fucking hates sweet potatoes, they're not gonna want to eat sweet potatoes, they're not gonna want to follow the fucking plan. You know, you do have to suck it up sometimes, like, man, I'm hungry. I'm like, well man, you're fucking five weeks out. Embrace the suck. But same time, if they're just a general weight loss client, you know, there's there's more flexibility. Same time, like, man, I could have a cheat meal. I'm like, "You, you just you just fucking had one like like Sunday. I know it's a long week and it's Wednesday, I'm stressed. I'm like, buckle up, cowboy. You know, there's different give and take, you know, the thing I'll, I'll go with too, and that's a, um, right now, we'll have a, like a cheat episode is just, you know, everything in context. So especially the same three foods all day is kind of the rule of thumb. That's like the red flag will go before we don't tie up a whole episode at this point. Moving on. This one drives me crazy too. And this is the wild west in terms of no valid credentials and or street cred. Uh,
0: you mean like the majority of them online? What do you mean? Mean so so street cred's not fifty thousand followers on fa- on Instagram or more? That, that that's not street cred to you.
1: Uh, it all depends. I mean, I've seen that be the trend, but then again, it can be tricky too because like, no, that's not that's not street yeah. that's
0: not street cred. That's fucking just they could have bought those followers. So like yeah. we we've, we've talked about the social media and the reality of that on, on I think the first episode of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you need to have some sort of I mean, like unless you've done fucking something, and you know, if you're Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger and you and you're the man and you don't have a nutrition degree or any sort of Scientifical background that who gives a fuck? Like Arnold knows what he's talking, what he needs to do at this point most likely because he's had great coaches that taught him things that he's learned over the years. But the one thing, Drew, that that fucking oh man, this one irritates me more than anything. It's it's the extremists. It's the ones who say like you need to follow paleo, you need to follow keto, you gotta go vegan, bro. Like to achieve the goals you want, you have to do whole thirty. What the fuck? Like that's all I have to say is like what the fuck? Because anybody who tells you that you need to follow a strict "Quote unquote" fat ass diet. They obviously don't know what the fuck they're talking about.
1: Dude, that's that's a hundred percent. That's exactly it. Is it if if a huge thing is if they're extreme in one camp or the other. I mean, here's the thing: if they're known as a keto coach, sure. and you go for them because you want to do keto, knock yourself the fuck out. But if you're uh, fucking, hey, I, I'm I'm looking to lose some weight. Okay, so we're gonna start you on keto. Like despite, I didn't fucking ask and like implied that hey, this is what we're gonna do. Or oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to put you on paleo. Like, what? Like, I didn't ask for that. Like, that's extreme. You know, it's boxing again, The same thing goes for... I'm going to go... I'm going to take this a step later here in the little fucking elementary. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you use... Good carbs and bad carbs and good fats and bad fats and good foods and bad foods. You're a kindergarten level fucking moron because nutrition isn't black. It's not white. It's a mix of gray. Certain situations, this can be good. Certain situations, this can't be bad. Certain situations, this food could be good for that individual or bad. Not because there's food that's inherently bad. Like, oh, that's a bad food. Never eat that. There's a handful of things, like you, no reason whatsoever to eat trans saturated fats because they're man made. That's fucking garbage, you know, but, or like, um, I think, you know, sugar alcohols, you know, sometimes it's probably not the best thing. But in case of that, like, oh, there's no such thing. Like saying oatmeal is a good carb or butter is a bad, bad fat or chicken is a good protein or mm. steak is a bad, bad, bad protein. Like it's not that easy. And that's why people, they like a black or white answer. So if you say, oh, only eating good carbs, you'll lose weight. Only eating bad food will put on weight. Like that doesn't fucking exist.
0: Yeah. Or, or to take that even a step further, stop eating carbs all, all, all together you know t- cut out a major food group whether it be carbs or fats or a certain like fruits whatever it might be like there are coaches that you know, people think carbs are the fucking devil. The carbs are not the fucking devil. Like they're they're necessary for us to, to for fuel our fucking days. But that is what we've been led to believe. And there are some coaches who pounce on that and actually preach that. And that could be a. I'm not saying that's the same as a keto coach. But like if they if they come to you and say, well, you know, we're going to cut carbs. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna cut carbs. You're gonna lose fucking weight because you're cu- cutting a, ma- a macro ca- a calorie, which is four grams per fucking or four calories per gram. Yeah, you are going to be in a calorie caloric deficit. You are probably going to lose weight, but it's not because of the carb cutting thing. It's because you cut fucking calories. So, like, you need to do your homework, obviously, as a consumer and as a as a coach. Obviously, hopefully, you have the credentials to do so. Um, you know, as we as we get close to on to wrap this up, Drew, I want you to pick out a couple more red flags that are really pressing for you in this space because you, like I said, you are entrenched in this world. You deal with it every day. You have clients who come to you who tell you about these things that they experienced, and right away in your head, you are like. That was a red flag. I wish I could tell people
1: about this. What have we not covered that do you think people still need – that they should know? All right. The key things here that just once again is you nailed it kind of – if they have you eliminate an entire food group, then just no. Usually that's not the best idea. Once again, if it's keto or something like that, okay, specifically you went to them for keto, then fine. Um, the main thing to aside from that is – they don't have your best interest in mind sometimes because they're trying to tack on more money on what they're already doing. And this is a lot of times comes out competitors, especially guys. If you have a coach where you seek him out or vice versa, and he, of course, talk about the, the PED, drug side of things, and he wants you to set this whole protocol and then buy it through him. Okay, that – once again, that's not always a huge red flag, but that can be because they're interested in having you take more shit to buy through them to get their ch- cut of the, the drug dealing. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is. It's fucking it's fucking drug dealing. Yep. You're, you're channeling through you as you're trusting you as a, as a coach to have them take the right things to get ready for a show along with your diet and you're pumping from all this other shit or you're marking up on all these prices. There's a conflict of interest there. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. It's Same not just drugs, I,
0: though, either, Drew. It's yeah. dietary supplements as well. I mean, I see it. it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to discredit all the coaches who sell a specific brand of supplements because some are actually good. But a lot of people really um, – I opened the show by saying you – know, talking about these nutrition coaches who don't look the part, and then they're trying to sell you a free shipping code for first form. And I'll say first form because a lot of the people are Legion of Boom or Legionnaires or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Um, nothing against the brand at all, but like, when you're trying to take advantage of clients not only to sell them something that's probably not beneficial in the first place, a.k.a. your meal plan, but then you're also trying to upsell them on these fucking supplements that they might not even fucking need. Like, those are huge red flags to me.
1: Yeah, and I agree with 100%. And I'll be, I'll be real. And this, once again, I'm not trying to push my code. I'm just saying from what I would do and what I do do, uh, do do, there is certain things that I recommend because there are things I personally take myself that anybody should take in general. One of them is a good greens product with especially, um, once again, it's not a sales pitch, but Inspired Greens Great from product. Inspired Nutrient Greens. Great product. It helps with gut health overall. I, I encourage a fiber supplement as well. This me. Everything starts with the gut. Everything's regular. Ensure you're getting your greens. Um, ensure you're getting coarse fiber with it. If you're on, on certain anabolics, Tudka is a must. And in general, a lot of my people are like, hey, if you do have issues of stress, da-da-da, I'll recommend things. Fafsadal serine is another big one or ashwagandha. Certain simple things. But then like pre-workout, use whatever you like. If you have questions, I'm happy to ask. I'm happy to give like, what do you want to do? I'll give recommendations. I do recommend an amino acid product. I'm like, hey, these are the ones that I like. Either A, that' I formulated them, or B, they're just a great product. But again, you don't have to take them. I, I like these because I these are the ones I use and I know it's in them because I made them. Right. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh, you have to buy just this pro this this product. Yeah. So it, it, don't box them in, you know. It, it so
0: as we wrap up the episode, I think a lot of people listening to this is probably like, well, Jesus Christ, now I'm kind of gun shy to go hire a coach because I'm not sure if I'm getting a right a good one or not. For for them, what's the t- the takeaway here, Drew? Is like what should they look for <clears throat> when they're trying to seek out a good coach to may- maybe make it a little bit easier for them, so they can sift through the bullshit and get to somebody who's actually got their best interests in mind versus their pocketbook. Um, if they want to find a good coach, is there a resource? Is there a way they can seek them out, or is it mostly like they just need to really start taking responsibility as a consumer, ask the right questions, and and hopefully they get lucky?
1: I'd say it's both. I mean. This period, 2019, almost 2020. At this day, you have the entire internet at your fingertips. I mean, chance are, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably belong to at least one group on Facebook or in the days at the forums, or you know somebody that competes. You know, some people like, hey, I want somebody in person. Okay, go to your nearest fucking gym. There's probably a bunch of people that compete. Everybody competes these days. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, who do you use a coach? Who I'm looking in for one that that. uh, How do you like them? Then, of course, you know, if you like um, online, you can always just look around, see who tags them, see what they post about, see things like that a lot people come to me i'm not even advertising coaching i just participate in a self-made barbell brigade and then people recommend me like though this is drew you know for coaching da, 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 or for nutrition just dude ask him and it turns into that i don't advertise it so a lot of times you can go to certain places and just see kind of hey who, who's the names that come up for coaching or b if they do advertise okay look into it if you talk to a coach things you need to ask like okay don't worry about the money right away. The first thing to ask is like, hey, okay, you know, like what, what's kind of your what's kind of your approach? Like, what is important to you as a coach to, that makes you different? You know, for me, I'll not sell my sales pits, but I'm like, hey, there's certain things I believe in. You know, like para work on nutrition, making sure your diet's hypoallergenic. Like, you can actually digest the food you're eating. And B is making something that like it gets results, has a touch of flexibility because that makes it sustainable. Mm-hmm. And the first thing too, I'm very clear with is like, hey, I'm not going to charge you for months and months and months of coaching right away. I'm month to month. Pay at the beginning of the month, start it. And I'm not worried about losing you as a client, because generally people that start with me, they stay because they yeah. like what I have for them. If you're worried about locking in clients or you feel like somebody's trying to make you make a long-term commitment that you're just like, wow, I don't one, it's more expensive. And two, you know, what what are you trying to lock them in for? I do understand the philosophy of some where, hey, you gotta buy three months' worth, but that means you're gonna commit to it. You're not you're investing money. So I could see it both ways, and if it's a really, really, really good coach that has a huge reputation, maybe that's something you do. But something that's like, you know, you don't want to get burned in a bad coach and be out for... 12 weeks of dieting, dieting, you know? Right.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, it's an extremely important decision. Um, it, it's like it's, the amount of time you guys spend on trying to buy a fucking new TV or a cell phone, like commit that time to a coach because I know you're on these, all these CNETs and all these different websites looking at reviews on all these big purchase items. Listen, your health and fitness is a big purchase item. It's fucking important. I would argue it's, more, it's way more important than any sort of flat screen TV or, or $1,200 cell phone in your pocket. So do your homework. Ask the right questions. Look around. The internet has a plethora of information, which is good and bad, if we've talked about that before the podcast, but if you partake in the right conversations with the right people, you're going to eventually get led to somebody who hopefully has your best interest in mind when it comes to nutrition. And I, I, I'm going to end with this. Like, the answer isn't always a protein powder or a carbohydrate supplement. Like If you spend $100, $200 a month on dietary supplements and your diet's trash, stop spending money on dietary supplements for the time being and invest in a good coach. And spend that money up front. Like when you see the price tag of $60 or 100 or $200 for a coach, don't get gun shy about that because they literally can help you change your fucking life. A dietary supplement is not going to provide feedback to you in a, in a form of verbal. You know, and saying, like, this is what we need to work on. And if your coach is a good coach, they may recommend the supplements that you actually need. So stop spinning your fucking wheels on things that you may not even need. Invest in your health and fitness overall and find yourself a good nutrition coach because it all starts there. And then you can add things in as you go. A good Whole Foods diet is where you should start. Supplements serve a goddamn purpose. They do. But at the end of the day, like, if you're not doing it right, uh, the supplements aren't going to do a goddamn thing for you. So um, that's my final pitch. So, and, and I'll say, Fucking seek out the vanilla gorilla because he will. he's very blunt. He, I mean, he will tell you the same thing. He works in the supplement industry, but if the supplements aren't right for you, he's not going to tell you to take these certain supplements. I guarantee it. Drew's not like that. Unless, like, you know, fish oil, things that we think are, are necessities, a greens product if you're not eating enough fruits, fruits and veggies, sure. But, I mean, you're not going to go to somebody and say, well, God damn it, you should be on a carbohydrate supplement or you should be taking a pre-workout or whatever it might be. That's not, that's not how you approach the situation. So um, if this is your first time listening, obviously thank you. Hit that subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Help us with the algorithm. Write us a review. You can follow us on social media. We're at the Iron Jungle Podcast on Facebook. The Vanilla Gorilla Nutrition Solutions is, is your personal page for the business as well. We're fitness informants, so a cheap plug for that as well. Any parting words for the, the wise-ass listening audience this week there, Drew?
1: Just use your common sense sometimes, guys. I mean, if something's too good to be true, it probably fucking is. Do your due diligence, ask questions. There's tons of people like to help. And once again, it all comes down to good coaches aren't cheap. Cheap coaches aren't good. That's it.